This is Death Row Dialogue. From their first words, their last. Hi. Hi. I'm Luke. I'm Kaylin. This is Death, Death Row Dialogue. Dialogue. Alrighty, so today we're talking about Charles Milton. And he was born on March 15th, 1951. And this all happened in Tarrant County, so Fort Worth. Right. He had a prior conviction of theft over $50, was a 10th grade dropout who married at the age of 14, and graduated from a cough syrup addiction to heroin. Cool. So his ex-wife even said that he had a $600 a day drug addiction. Wow. He was spending $600 a day on his heroin. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's an <laughs> or, exaggeration. Or, uh, yeah, I don't know. Or, like, he was in debt. Like, he was telling people. Or stealing. Was, yeah, I mean, never know. And she said that he was doing his best. And wait, that he, wait, he didn't have any drug charges? No. Oh. I mean, maybe it was new. No, not new. Because he because started. Or, yeah. I mean, he was just good no, at not getting caught. caught. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that he was doing the best he could and that two weeks before the incident, he was telling her that he was doing better and trying to move back in with her. This was his ex-wife. So, jumping right in. On June 24th, 1977, Leonard and Minari, I looked up how to say her name, it's not a very common name, so if I'm saying it wrong, I apologize. Denton... Their last name was Denton. Owned and operated L&M Liquor in Fort Worth, Texas. So they owned a liquor store. Say their names. Leonard and Minari. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I even searched it. It's so hard. I'm going to say Miss Denton so I don't say it wrong. There you go. The Dentons. The Dentons. Owned oh, this liquor store. Yes. L&M Karen Liquor County. in Fort Worth. Right. And I looked it up and it's not there anymore. Okay. At about 2.30 p.m., a black male entered the store and asked about a coconut cream mix and then drew a 38 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver and ordered the Dentons to put the money from the register and their wallets into a paper sack. I don't know what the point was of doing this ruse of asking for a coconut cream mix if you were just going to draw your gun right after that. I mean, it may have been one of those things where he's like, he doesn't know if they have a gun behind the counter, but he knows that the coconut cream is, like, oh, on okay. the back wall. So or he, like, lets them turn their back. Or maybe, like, stall- stalling if other people were in the store. Yeah. Or something. Right. So, when the robber... He then ordered the Dentons into a back room. And Mr. Denton tried to grab the gun, while Miss Denton broke two wine bottles over the robber's head, which had no effect on him. Oh, yeah, heroin. So this then made a struggle. So Mr. Denton and Charles Milton are struggling for the weapon right now. Both Mr. and Mrs. Denton were shot in the struggle. Mr. Denton and the robber fell through the front door, and despite having a wound, Mr. Denton managed to take possession of the gun, and a, a customer started approaching. So Milton fled. And left the gun behind. The gun was soon traced back to him. Right. But Mr. Denton was wounded, and Miss Denton was dead behind the counter with a shot through the heart. Oh. Yeah. So, 
Leonard Misterton was able to identify Milton in a police lineup soon after. So that is all I have about the crime, but seems one of these robberies again. And they don't expect this man and this woman. And there was one article that said they were elderly. They were older. Right. I guess he just didn't expect them to put up a fight. And so the gun was traced back to him, and he was arrested. I don't have anything about his crime, really, or... I did see something that he was saying that it wasn't deliberate. That he didn't mean to kill her. So it's not his fault. I mean... I don't know, getting smashed over the head with two bottles of wine. Probably a little bit angry about that. But, I mean, you walked into there with a gun. Yeah. So, it's kind of that idea of you know what can happen if you have a gun. Right. So, you're responsible for that gun. Right. So, he had an execution date of September 15th, 1981, but was stayed by a Judge Mahon. Then, he had a date for May 4th. That was scheduled by John Tom Cave. It didn't say what happened with that one, but he was finally executed June 25th, 1985. And he converted to Islam while in prison. He was visited by his four children, Charles Jr., who was 18, Renee, who was 17, Consuela, who was 15, and Letitia Denise, who was 9, and then his ex-wife, Dorothy Helen Milton. His last meal was a T-bone steak, french fries, tossed salad with french dressing, ketchup, hot rolls, and chocolate cake. Which, I think that the Texas death row has, like, a list you choose from, because all of these are pretty similar. Like, Desi De La Rosa's was the first one that wasn't, like, steak and salad and rolls. Are you sure? I feel like some of them have been, like, way better than the other. Maybe I just can't think of one off the top of my head, but I feel like steak, T-bone steak has come up a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I remember when uh, the first episode with Charles Brooks Jr., whatever he wanted, he didn't get. Yeah. It was like the shellfish, I think. Right. So, I mean, that. I just feel like you have this illusion that whenever you have your last meal, you get whatever you want. Right. But you actually get to choose from... What they have in the kitchen? Yeah. What's in the pantry that day? He was pronounced dead at 1.33 a.m., and he had two last statements. Do you want to hear his verbal first or his written first? Uh, let's go verbal. Verbal, okay. His last verbal statement is, There's no God but Allah, and unto him I call unto thy, and I return and want to continue to tell my brothers and sisters to be strong. That's his last verbal statement. His last written statement is the one that gets me. So, they didn't put exactly what his written statement was, but they put quotes and then paraphrased the rest. So it says, I'm sorry Miss Denton was killed in the struggle over the gun, but I didn't even know that Miss Denton was dead until several days later, and that her husband is just as much to blame because of the struggle for the weapon. Which I think is awful. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is terrible. So you killed someone's wife and then telling them their fault? When he's not only trying to save his wife, but also his business. Right. You know, he owns that place. Right. I mean, that's the same thing we said last episode. Like, 
Yeah, like, you almost got him, but, like, look at what it cost you. Yeah. Now, like, you might have saved a few thousand dollars, but now your wife is... But at the same time, it's like, well, who and, knows what he might have shot him in. But why did he take him into the back room? You know, there's, like, so much that you don't know. Right, that's what I was saying. It's like, maybe he was taking them in there to ex execute them. Yeah. So... He then asked for forgiveness and criticized his attorneys for the handling of his case, saying that he learned more about it through the newspapers or the radio than from them. He then quoted that his final words, like he quoted his final words again, that he was going to say in his letter. And then he said, to my mother, I've lived in my last years as a Muslim. I die as a Muslim, and I would like to be buried as a Muslim. I have no hard feelings for anyone in this world. And there was not a lot on him or the case, but, you know, it's just one of those that the robbery and burglary ones are just so upsetting to me. Yeah. Because it's just like, did you just get mad and shoot them? Did you plan on shooting them? Did they say something wrong? Did you have a, were you in a bad mood that day? You needed some money for your heroin addiction. That is what is very crazy to me. And the married at 14. Yeah. What, so, he had how many children? Um, let me go back. He I had four. Four? Mm-hmm. Like, asking to move back in. Everything. And then two days later. Well, isn't that how... Isn't that an addiction pattern? Right, right. Like, yeah. you think you're fine, and you're going to do better, and then the next day, it's like, never mind. I need this. Yeah. So, I, don't, I just wonder where he was getting the $600. Was he stealing from his ex-wife? Was he just saying, like, oh, I'll get it to you? That's what I'm thinking was happening. Like, he was in a bad situation. Like, he needed money now. And so he went to... He went to rob some place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess a liquor store, they probably have cash places. Well, and since the owners were there working, it obviously wasn't like a franchise. Right. So maybe he had, he thought he had better luck. Or maybe he'd even, you know, seen this liquor store and knew who owned it. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, when he asked for the cream, whatever, mm -hmm. uh... He probably knew that it was somewhere where he could take advantage of them. Yeah. Well, that's all, right. all we got for you. Um, well, the tough one. I feel like we're going to hear a lot of these robberies, though. Yeah. But do you think they should be executed? Um... I don't know. It's hard. It's very hard because then you have to think not every robbery is the same. And we've heard, gosh, four now. Right. And, I mean, you're going in there planning on committing a felony. And then you end up committing another felony. And, I mean, it's that thing is, do you learn? Like, oh, this was terrible. I took a person's life. Or is it like, that wasn't as hard as I thought it was? You know, what mindset do you take? 
Well, that's the thing is like if you get paroled and you get out, you know, it's like what's stopping you doing it again? Nothing. Only the thought of going back. But I mean it yeah, and it seems like most of these people are addicts or have we've seen it drinking. Drinking, we've seen it very common of them their IQ being lower. Or them trying to use the defense of their IQ as lower. So, and like we said, it seems like there's some delusion that they're, they haven't done anything wrong. Right. So they're not going to be in the right headspace. And there's so much that we don't know about these older cases. Right. That it's hard for us to clearly judge. Once we get to these newer cases and there's more, it'll be easier. Yeah. But these cases from the 80s are almost impossible. Right. You know? Because I have newspaper clippings, and then I have court documents. Right. So, hopefully, we'll have more on the next ones. I do know the the next one is not a burglary. Okay. I did look, and it is not a burglary. No sneak peeks here. No. I will not say (laughs) what it is, but it's not that. And if y'all are like me, and you don't like the burglaries, next week is not one, so. All right. Make sure to listen. Rate, review, subscribe, share. 500 views is what we're going for. So, share it up. Mississippi. Adios. Bye.